0: Hello and welcome to the Attack My Titan podcast, your favorite podcast for all things, Attack on Titan. My name is Omelet, and I'm joined today by my friend Pum. Pum, what the fuck is up with you today, dude? What is happening? Omelet, I
1: am straight chilling. I'm I'm flying on Cloud Nine right now because It's a good day fa- today, huh? It's a very good day today because our favorite show, Attack on Titan, is back on
0: the air. It's back, baby. It's back, and it came back in full force today. Pum and I would love to talk to you all about this wonderful show that we love so fucking dearly. Pum, what are we gonna talk about today?
1: Omelet. I'm glad you asked. Uh, we got a great lineup of discussions, uh, discussion topics for you today. We're gonna talk. We're gonna start out off with what we call spoiled meat. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is uh, talking about the biggest spoiler of the episode. We're then going to go on to ranking our favorite scenes. Then after that, we're going to look to the future, and we're going to tell you what we think is going to happen
0: in the next episode. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening to this right now, I need you all to understand a few things. One, we're going to be talking about the anime in its complete entirety. So if you are caught up with the anime of Attack on Titan, this podcast is for you. If you're looking for some spoilers from the manga side, well, guess what? We also know those spoilers, but this podcast is not going to delve into the manga at all. So you don't have to worry. Don't click off. Don't worry, we're not gonna talk about you know Aaron when he becomes a fish. Oh shit, dude! Oh
1: bro, what the fuck? Oh. What the fuck? All right, okay, scratch that fish one. Aaron. Scratch yeah, that sorry. one. Sorry. All right, sorry we guys. Made, we made, let me let a, all right, we, made a, we let a pretty big cat out of the bag, but just forget about that for right now. <laughs> You'll understand.
0: So if you're caught up t- to Attack on Titan, if you're as excited as we are for these Sunday drops that are hopefully gonna come out for the rest of eternity, we don't want this show to end. Then this is the podcast for you. Mm-hmm. So let's fucking talk about the shit that went down today. Oh my god, Zeke is naked, dude. Zeke is
1: butt naked. Look at those <laughs> cheeks, dude. That that man's kind of caked up. I'm not going to lie.
0: Okay, it was really interesting to me the fact that we saw his full butt.
1: Yeah. But like <laughs> no censor you know? or anything.
0: My question is, is that in the manga? Is it did Isayama draw that butt or did I, MAPPA draw that butt?
1: I thought I thought there was at least a little bit of his butt in the manga okay
0: so and and for those of you who are listening who might not know uh hajime isayama is the creator of attack on titan and mappa is the studio that animates attack on titan so we're just wondering who's the culprit for that it's zeke and noose so there's a lot of things that um if we were to talk about would be instant mega spoilers let's just go through them rapid fire real quick well one is zeke is naked Two is mm-hmm. Levi is dead. Levi um, is gone, Gonzo. And, bro, he's dead. And three is that we're gonna go screamo on the opening now. Okay,
1: <laughs> we are making it all right. So if it's uh, it's a pretty big departure from what we've uh, what we've had before, to uh, some
0: extent though, right? Because like this is a, a very typical anime slash Attack on Titan opening, but compared to part one of season four, the uh, the opening and end credits went full on anime. It, rather than very subtle, uh, Attack on Titan-esque kind of artistic styling opening. You know what I'm right. saying?
1: I do know what you're saying. Every opening previously has always had this crossover between anime and not screamo, but like metal rock.
0: Yeah. There's always been some alternative metal kind of feeling to it.
1: Yeah. So in part one of season four, we get the anime half of that. And yeah. now we're just full metal. I'm like, How do you feel about this new opening?
0: Yo, Paul, I'm going to be completely honest, I hate this opening. I love so much about this episode. The
1: opening kind of took me out. I I would agree.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I was expecting something that alludes to the part one, season four opening. Very uh, mysterious and subtle. And And instead, Yeah, and scary. And instead, we got um, Aaron. Okay, so rapid fire spoiled meat. Zeke is naked. Levi is dead. Hanji is throwing her body with Levi into the river and flying away from Flock. And Zeke is still naked at the end of that scene. Turns out Aaron's not going to listen to Yelena anymore. Very interesting. And then um, turns out that uh, Reiner and Aaron and Galliard are going to have a little, little, little tussle little brawl. Mm -hmm. Big thing, Mm -hmm. big spoiled meat that comes into here is that in this month time Marley has built an anti-Titan, cart Titan weapon.
1: Omelette, it is so effective that Eren gets his brains blown out in the middle of this fight.
0: But yeah, we're not left with our typical attack on Titan uh, cliffhanger at the very end so there's not a huge spoiled meat, but I guess the spoiled meat is that Aaron might be good at the very end. That's kind Mm. of the question that we're left off uh, Mm. on, which is kind of the same question that we've been wondering the entire uh, season four so far, which is, is Aaron completely evil right now? Uh, And we have no idea. He definitely, he, without a doubt, has done some very, very evil things. Like the Liberio um, Mm. terrorist attack was Mm -hmm. undoubtedly Um, evil because i mean aaron even seems to know how evil it is because he compares what he was doing to what reiner did to shing and sheena back in the day Mm. so i think we're all on the same page that aaron's done some fucked up shit so far this season i think we are is he irredeemable yet and armin seems to say fuck no dude he's gonna be he's not gonna euthanize us he's not gonna commit genocide there's no way which is an sure. interesting thing that happened.
1: I think that might be a spoiler spoiler in and of itself is how the um how even after everything he's put them through Aaron's friends still come back to his side. What
0: do they have? I mean, what what option do they have? They have this Marley that is just going to subjugate them and destroy them if they if they don't fight back. So, it's a fucked up situation for everybody. Typical it attack on Titan.
1: Very true. Very nuanced nuanced uh, circumstances for sure. Yes. All right, Uh, let's dive right into our ranked scenes. We have one, two, three, four, five different sections for for, uh, points to be awarded to to scenes from this episode. So we've got our five-point section, which, which goes to the scene with the coolest visuals, We've got the 10-point section, which goes to the the, the most interesting director's choice. We've got the 20-point section, which is the best voice performance or music performance. We've got the 30-point section, which which goes to the scene with the best pacing. Then we have our grand prize, which is Isayama himself introducing something new into the story.
0: So let's get it started off with our five-point category, Cool Visuals. Mm. What was a visual that you saw during the... (laughs) Sorry, I'm thinking of Zeke's But um, What was a visual that you saw during this episode that you were like, oh my god, Mappa, welcome back. I would say it would have to be Zeke in the Paths okay so we're gonna talk about the exact same moment this was gonna be obvious to me this is the this is the moment that i thought about as well zeke in the paths the the paths look incredible you can tell now okay now it's no it's no longer a spoiler spoiler because zeke said that they were the paths so now now you can look back in the trailer and you can see where the paths are because in in the uh trailer we get some more looks at the paths than we get in this episode And in general, the paths look incredible. But in this episode specifically, seeing Zeke get built by this weird blonde girl who is creating him with sand in some mystical place because a female-type titan put Zeke in the female-type titan's stomach, it's a whole crazy set of circumstances. But the way that MAPPA animates this moment, this mystical weird what is this place moment what i love about it is it feels so new so different from everything else that we've seen in attack on titan but at the same time it feels like it belongs in the universe the the color palette the, the mysticism and i think part of that is because we've seen the paths alluded to throughout the show way more than at least i realized like I did not fully realize the fact mm. that the the paths were completely animated the entire time during the end credits of the season four part one, for example. You know, the 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 if you go back and you watch those right. those episodes, you can see these light paths. I mean, the, they they look like trees branching off, and they the entire time that has been alluding to what we see Zeke see. When he's being resurrected,
1: one of the things I love about, the, um, uh, about about the time we spend in the paths in this episode is how unceremonious it is. Oh,
0: like it's yeah. it's
1: it's it's a pretty significant event that Zeke has seen this ethereal world that apparently all the titans are connected to. Um, but there's no fanfare. He's just sitting in. He's sitting in the sand, looking up at the the. Uh, his equivalent of the Northern Lights, right? And someone's b- making a sandcastle out of his severed body.
0: I think the reason why this visual is so like alluring, uh, the reason why I we both uh, identify this moment as some of the best animation in this episode specifically, is because we've also seen it before, not just in the the end credits, like I was saying before, but but I, I'm pulling up the specific frame where Zeke is looking at the path, sitting in the sand. And all it does is remind me of good old season two when our our friend Ymir, after she uh, gets the, the jaw titan powers and, and isn't a pure titan for the first time in her life in a long time, how she looks up at the sky and sees these uh, northern light looking things, which
1: oh, yeah, turns yeah, out yeah. to
0: be paths. So we were introduced to paths so early into this story that now seeing them feels oddly right, even though it is a mechanic that mm. is brand new. And like you said, it's so unceremonious. And that's what makes it so much like Attack on Titan is the fact that there is this magic system that's just kind of shrugged off as like, yeah, this is this is the way it is. This is reality. It's not treated as magic. It's treated as this is really how the world is.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. It feels it feels familiar. Being right. in the paths is a familiar experience as if we ourselves are familiar with the path. As if we we ourselves are titans or titan shifters with the ability to go there.
0: All right, Pom. I think that five points goes to this scene. Zeke in the paths for cool visuals. Congratulations, paths, Zeke scene. Con-
1: Next point, we got director's choice. This is the most interesting uh, directorial decision of the whole episode. I'm going to kick this one off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think my favorite directorial decision was the, the Marlion guy who is in charge of getting the cart tightened where it needed to be while they finished strapping on the, the gun before McGath made his heroic climb, badass Master Chief climb, all the way up on top of it. Um, that one dude who's just waving his arms, air traffic control style. I think that was a great directorial decision because that got me thinking, yo, Titans are vehicles. Therefore, you need to guide vehicles with roads, runways, and ground crew.
0: <laughs> Wait, so your favorite directorial choice of this week's episode is that Titans are airplanes 100% <laughs> without a doubt in my mind <laughs> Palm I gotta be completely honest that is such an interesting choice um right I didn't Thank you. I didn't even rem- I didn't even notice that that happened
1: exactly but he's there he is the unsung hero of this episode. Okay. He's putting in the
0: work. I'm going to be completely honest. This episode this week from a directorial perspective did not interest me too much at all. Basically, I felt like this episode could have used better pacing and uh, directorial choices in general. Yeah. Uh, are we on the same page there? Is that the reason why we, we, are, we are. you the have same decided page. that this is the best directorial choice of this episode?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes and yes. Um, Because I also
0: had a joke one. And my joke one was that I'm really glad we made the directorial choice to zoom in on the Cart Titan's pecs as it was to (laughs) on. Bro, I had to stop
1: and make sure they didn't draw titties on this on this Titan because I was about yeah. to tap out of the whole show if they just arbitrarily decided, "All right, this Titan has titties now. Let's give the
0: audience a nice look." Cuz cuz here's the thing, like Mappa, I we love you guys. This we we started this podcast for the entire purpose of celebrating Mappa and Isayama's work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Why did we need a close-up <laughs> on PX boobs?
1: We really didn't. There's there's there were <laughs> there was more than one instance in this episode where things like that happened. Yeah. Um I know I know Mappa is really Stretched for time right now. Yeah, they're working on. They've got this. They've got Jujutsu Kaisen. They've got Chainsaw Man. A bunch, bunch of is great be ones. Fucking lit. Yeah. It's a bunch. A bunch of. A bunch of our favorite animes. Uh, they're working on right now. So there are some moments where you can see exactly how overworked they are. Dude,
0: I'm so glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that.
1: But when it comes to Ground Control Man, yeah, they made some great, great calls. Made some great, great calls. Details.
0: I was gonna say for me one of the. Um, I think, strongest directorial decisions that was made is um, the scene that we were basically just talking about as the cool visuals. Um, That entire moment from opening to uh, uh, Zeke emerging out of there, or basically until Hanji leaves with uh, Levi, I think that scene is perfectly paced in the attack on Titan aesthetic. So it it does the thing where... um, we're given zero information, but all the information at the same time. Um, we don't know what the re- the result of Levi's death is, but the way it's paced, the gravitas that's given to this moment, we can't really tell, okay, is this a super dramatic moment because Levi's actually dead? Or is this a super dramatic moment because we found that Zeke is semi-immortal because he got his entire body blown out but then got eaten by a titan through the stomach not through the mouth and right. came back to life. At the end of the scene, you can think that you know something about the plot of, of Attack on Titan, but you really have right. no idea. And so I thought, hey, wait a wait to open Part two.
1: That's entirely fair. It's kind of changed the stakes. Yeah. And you can see it in Zeke's eyes too. Like, this, yes. like when Zeke flops out of the carcass of this Titan, yeah. you can see it on his face that, that things have changed. He's not he's not, you know, the, the sob story Zeke he used to be anymore. Now yeah. he's like <laughs> He's on a mission because he's died and come back to life.
0: Yeah, Um, Zeke has always been a terrifying sort of god. Like When you think about when the Beast Titan first came onto the scene in in the first episode of season two, the Beast uh, Titan was depicted as this otherworldly, how the fuck is this titan talking? Why can't he control other titans? Like He's basically a god, given the information that we had at that time. So to see him be resurrected... Is kind of full circle in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. It, it's like, oh, of course it would be Zeke of all people.
1: You know, that's 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 why I gave the shout out I gave to to Hanji earlier. Yeah. Um. Because as Zeke is walking out, and the the sky is parting and the sun is coming down. Of course the Jaegerists think they're divinely blessed to do what they're doing. Yeah. Because the the second incarnation of Zeke is walking out of a dead titan. So oh. you know the Jaegerists are there thinking they're working with God. Hanji recognizes uh Zeke as the devil he actually is, and she's like, fuck this. I we're getting the hell out of here. Cause in like five seconds these guys are gonna turn and blow my brains out.
0: I, I love that 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 comment about like the fact that. The Jaegerists de- believe they have divine retribution on their side to some extent. Because right. it makes sense compared to our other scouts who clearly don't believe that. Basically, Levi Squad yeah. has been around demigods. The Jaegerists have not been around demigods. They don't That's
1: so true. They don't
0: know that Aaron, Zeke, all these people are real people with A level of power that they probably shouldn't have whereas the Jaegerists have this outside perspective that allows them to see Eren or Zeke as divine retribution for the wrongs that they have themselves have gone through you know
1: yeah yeah no you're 100% right you're 100% right
0: so It, um, it makes sense that this scene is depicted in this way because Zeke is a god to the Jaegerists and it's really well done yeah
1: it's frightening. Yeah, it's, it's very terrifying frightening too.
0: Because we see his butt.
1: Yeah, dude, man. As soon as you see God's butt, that's that's a that's a, or or somebody's God's butt. Exactly, that's a problem.
0: All right, so I'm so glad <laughs> that we can agree that the Mappa's directorial choices. Hey, Mappa, take some time off so that we can get some stronger directorial choices, maybe. Y- yes. Oh, oh, but, oh,
1: oh. Hang on. Back up, though. What's back up, up though. Um, I might have a ten point to uh, to give out to another moment other than my uh, my uh, little hand wavy guy. Uh-huh. Um, there is a great choice in the in the in the duel between Reiner and Aaron. Oh, where Reiner has become Aaron. Uh, if you remember back into season two, in all the moments where Aaron is about to like kick some ass, and and when he's about to land a pretty like gnarly punch. Mm-hmm. Reiner beats him to it and just whoops him like. Or the, there's that iconic moment where Aaron oh, like yeah. like lifts himself up like Michael Jackson lifts himself up You're off right. the ground with uh, with just his legs, and he's like 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 the music's playing and everything. He's like, this is my time to be the hero, my time to kick some ass. And then as soon as he says that last line, he goes to throw a punch, and gets hit so hard he flips like three times through the air. Yeah. So that's that's where Aaron used to be. Now Aaron is an unstoppable force and Reiner's in that position because Reiner had three instances where he was about to land a punch on Aaron and instead he gets his own jaw broken. Right. So it's, it's interesting. So we're, we're seeing the, the, the shift in their, their, their character arcs and the, the, yeah, the shift in the power and their, 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 the dynamic between the two of them.
0: Amazing. All right, Pum, let's move on from these uh, semi-amazing but eh, could-be-better-director's choices. Ten points uh. have been awarded. They, they've, they've gone to the scene between Reiner and Aaron when they're fighting, the, the guy who was making Piek into an airplane, uh, mm-hmm. the director's choice to zoom in on Piek's Titan Pecs, and also mm. the opening scene of this episode. 10 points awarded. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Let's move on to the 20-point scenes. Uh, Amla, you want to lead us in with these? These are our voice slash music scenes, the, the scenes that were elevated to another level by the anime, the, the things mm. that make the anime special, the voice acting and the music, because they elevate mm. the story to a different level than what we experience in the manga. For me... Mm. Pum, this one is very simple. I mm. am absolutely obsessed with the voice acting that the voice actor, specifically for Connie, but for all of our um, scout uh, heroes, you know, our heroes of Shingenshina, as Elena called them. All of those mm. those actors are incredible. But um, mm. the moment between Anyanpo and Connie, when Anyankapo Kapo mm. releases them from jail, I think is some of the best voice acting. To me, I believe that the voice acting makes Isayama's work make more sense because the voice acting is so good and so emotionally on point that it allows you to fully be invested in the moment. And without the amazing voice acting from the voice actor of Connie in this moment, what the hell is that guy's name? But anyway, Connie's voice acting here <laughs> makes you fully appreciate what it is to be a normal person, a person without demigod abilities. Connie is not an Aaron or an Armin or a Mikasa who has something uniquely perfect about them that makes them the the, the hero of the story. Connie's us. Connie is the normal guy. Connie's a normal person. And Connie has just been betrayed by everybody he cares about. In his life, besides Jean, Armin, and Mikasa, and then his twin dies. Connie has been through so much, and we see that through the amazing, specific work that the voice acting brings. This is a moment Mm -hmm. that, on paper, yeah, Connie's mad, he's upset, but with the voice acting, you get to see the human... Just terror that Connie's going through without that moment between Connie. It's like, oh, yeah, obviously Mikasa and crew are going to go help Aaron. But then you have that moment where you get to see all of the pain that Aaron has caused the people that are closest to him. And you're like, you get to remember in that moment that, uh, well, I mean, do we really want to help this guy right now? You know,
1: right right are they gonna are and and the, that raises the question are they gonna help it seems like they're gonna they're gonna step in no, nothing mends damaged friendship bonds like a foreign invading power oh
0: yeah well, what about you pom what are you thinking for voice slash music
1: well i think I think voice acting wise i I was thinking of the same scene yeah um i love I love Connie. Connie's a character very close to my heart. Connie's incredible. Because I'm, a, I'm about as dumb as he is. I would also have to give some points over to Armin in that scene. Yes. Because while Connie is is at his wits end, Armin's bringing him back down to Earth. Yes. And Armin has this ability to bring everyone back down to Earth to get them in their best headspace to analyze everything that's happening and make the best decision.
0: You know, I also noticed how incredible Armin's voice acting was in those moments because Armin Mm -hmm. gradually throughout the, the, the show has become more and more confident, right? He's one of the major arcs that Armin has gone through has been to become more self-reliant and to, to trust in his own choices outside of Aaron and Mikasa basically telling him that his choices are right. And in this scene, Armin sounds like he's the guy with all the answers. He's got it all. He's got it all ready to go. And just, like, the confidence level is really cool to see from Armin. And it comes through because of the incredible acting.
1: It does. He's really feeling like a leader now. Like He's always been in the position of people will follow him if he starts leading. Uh, But if you think back into season three, like, the first time he's put in command of, of scouts... He's a little unsure of what he, what he wants to do and what orders he wants to give. But now oh, he's yeah. like, he is, he is, he's made the wrong decisions before now. So now he's like, I'm just going to make decisions, and I'm going to be really calm about it, and I'm not going to freak anybody out.
0: Well, I think this is pretty pretty simple then. Let's, mm-hmm. give our, let's give some 20 points to Armin, and let's give some 20 points to Connie. All right, let's move on to 30 points. What the hell was your favorite scene in this entire show, this entire episode?
1: Um, what I'll have to say episode I would have to say the uh, opening scene. That scene made me feel some type of way. And not not and not not because not because of Zeke, but um but because of the the way the scene was designed.
0: I'm going to have to agree with you. The
1: mix of the music, the mix of I mean, well, from a production standpoint, the mix of the visuals, the music, the acting
0: yeah.
1: on point. Everything was great.
0: And also the stakes in the scene in general.
1: The stakes were so high and so tangible. I could easily understand who was in danger and who was on top. So my 30 points goes to the teaser of this episode, or the the, the cold open, as you will, um, and no one
0: else. Oh, yeah. My 30 points is going to go to the same place. And for me... Yes, yeah, so the voice acting is there. the The sound design is really interesting. the The overall setting for this scene. I mean, having it because it, it's it was raining. The Titan is shifting in some kind of way, and and the the clouds are starting to part. All of those set up for this really tense moment. Also, this entire episode, we're seeing um, members of Paradise's army, um, whatever they call themselves basically scouts or whoever's in league with Aaron and Zeke, we just see them die the way we, we've seen Marley and soldiers die or Titans die in the past, kind of like haphazardly without... And, and this cold open shows us that. The only characters that we care about are Zeke, Flock, um, Hanji, and Levi. When there's these all these other scouts behind them who would normally, in seasons of Attack on Titan in the past have something to contribute or be actually important characters but we're being shown through a very specific perspective this cold open set the tone for what this entire world is Mm. like now this show's always focused on the personal side of these characters but now at this point who can we root for other than the characters? There was a certain time when we could root for humanity, and then we found out, okay, some of humanity's bad. Now we can root for the scouts. Mm. Okay, turns out some scouts are bad. Now we can root for Squad Levi. Okay. And now at this point, we don't there's no labels other than these characters individually. So now yeah. we can only relate to Hanji and Levi in this scene, and we don't have this banner to march behind, which is the exact spot that our characters are in as well. Yeah. All of these organizations that they've been a part of that have supported them that we thought have been good have failed them at this point. Yeah. And they have nothing except each other. So way to start the scene.
1: Very true. Very true. Well, and if you also think about what that means for the story, um, that means that, that, our characters like the characters of paradise have fully entered into the bigger bigger world you yes. know we're not the, the scouts aren't getting martyred they're yes. as bad
0: it's become globalized yeah yeah
1: they're exactly this like you said Modernized. like you said they're exactly the same as the marlian army the Mideast east alliance and whatever yeah, army the, the marlians have fought before uh, yes it uh, there like today was a bad day to be a grunt in the attack on titan world 'Cause if you were yeah. if you were a grunt for paradise, you were either getting shot by uh by ground troops or getting shot by blimps, and neither is a yeah. good option.
0: This scene really shifted us into the new world of Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can both agree, Pum, that thirty points goes to the cold open of episode sixteen of season four. I Attack agree. on Titan. Congratulations, All cold right. open. Congratulations, Goldberg. And let's get to our grand prize, something that is clearly Isayama's work himself, something mm. that changes the course of Attack on Titan forever. Mm. What happened in this episode that was like that? There wasn't much in this episode that was this groundbreaking new information. There really because wasn't. Because really, this episode just proposes a lot of questions rather than answers much of anything. Right. Other than the fact that Zeke survived, really. Right. So, yeah,
1: this might have to go. This might have to go back to that that cold open.
0: Oh, 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 oh! I have one. Hmm. For me, the grand prize goes to the moment between Yelena and Aaron when Aaron has transformed into the Titan and Galliard and Piek have left the situation, and Yelena is yelling at Aaron to come out of his Titan form Ooh. because that he's disadvantaged when he Very fights alone. Very
1: Interesting. Very interesting. The
0: entire because the entire part of season four, first part of season four, where ision is setting up a situation where we're questioning why Aaron is doing what he does because we know that Aaron is a basically good character so mm-hmm. far up up until season 4 we think or at least that's what we we think we think that Aaron is a basically good person mm-hmm. and so the fact that he would do things that are so awful we're kind of in the same place that Mika says and where okay the only way that Aaron would do something like this is if he's being manipulated by somebody who's evil mm-hmm. and being forced to do this right And this moment is the defining moment that proves to us, even though at this point we already kind of know that um, Aaron is is working on his own terms. He's at least told us that himself. Mm -hmm. But at least in this moment, this is the first time we see Aaron do something contrary to what Elena and Zeke want. So the fact that we know that Aaron is not blindly following Elena at this point is an incredible piece of information to tell the audience. Because all of a sudden, all of the stuff that happens at the end of the episode, like Armin telling the rest of the group that Aaron, there's no way that Aaron's down for the euthanization plan. Mm-hmm. The only way we can believe that to any extent, based on the information that we have so far, is this moment where Aaron does not do exactly what Elena wants. Because so far, Aaron's done everything that Zeke and Elena want. So, way to complicate it a little bit more, Isiyama. Thank you.
1: Think about what Aaron said at the table with Armin and Mikasa. The first thing he started that conversation with was, I am free. Yes. And what proves that more than Yelena being like, yo, Aaron, get into safety. It's too dangerous for you out here. Him looking her in the eye and being like, nah, and just
0: walking past. That's the the brilliant thing that Isayama does with Attack on Titan. Characters in Attack on Titan lie all the time. Right. So if a character says something in Attack on Titan, doesn't mean it's true. Right. But if a character acts in a certain way, that is the truth. Which is the way real life is you know right.
1: it's almost like character is action and not <laughs> not
0: dialogue dude it's almost as if characters are only what they do
1: dude who would have thought dude. man we might be on to something isayama, we might be onto something we might, we might need to write that we down do it. yeah
0: yeah yeah so yeah i would say grand prize goes to isayama for deciding to complicate the story at every turn congrats isayama what do you think congratulations
1: isayama i i i i I, 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 I. You good? Did we, wait, is, did we pinpoint a
0: scene? I said, no, no, grand prize goes to Isayama introducing something. Yeah. 30 points goes to a scene.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he introduce? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 you're <laughs> right, you're right. I see, I see. Yes, okay, I agree. Aaron is free. Fuck you, Elena. I agree.
0: And also that that uh, the would you say the Zeke being alive? Yeah,
1: both, basically both, both both are equal contenders.
0: Basically, and they both do the same thing, which is complicate the story even more. Congrats, right. isayama Here's but your we grand can only, prize.
1: We can only give we can only give one grand prize, uh, so oh. make your make your choice of which one you want to see the grand prize go to. I'll make my choice, and we'll say it on three. Ready? Okay. One, one two, two,
0: three. isayama to me, Zeke okay. doesn't get the grand prize. To me, Isayama gets the grand prize.
1: All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair.
0: One, two, three. Isayama. No, no, no. <laughs> T- to me, Isayama gets the grand prize. I think the point of this entire section is that Isayama gets the grand prize the entire time. Okay, ready? One, gotcha. two, three. Zeke. Zeke. Okay, we're in All some right. agreement. All right, grand prize goes to Zeke. All right, grand let's go on to, to the next thing All right, dude, then let's let's wrap this thing up. All right, so next time on attack on Titan What do you think is gonna happen omelet? So I think um what happens in the next episode of attack on Titan is mm-hmm. that Zeke Stays naked. I don't think that mm. for the rest of the show that Zeke is gonna put on any clothes I don't
1: see why he would need to
0: that's the biggest thing, is why would he need to? He's invincible. The reason why you wear clothes is because you're vulnerable. You don't want, you know, animals to attack you or whatever. I don't know the mm. evolutionary reason. I'm not a biologist. But, mm. you know, there's no animals that can't attack him. He just get could go back inside of a Titan and get resurrected. This dude's invincible.
1: Exactly. Clothes are for mortals, and Zeke is no longer a mortal.
0: No longer. Incredible. What do you think is going to happen on the next ep- episode of AOT? Um, I think on the next
1: episode of AOT, I think Yelena's gonna reveal herself to be the tenth titan.
0: Dude, I would not be surprised if Yelena turned out to be the dubious Titan, the tenth titan.
1: If she was if she was the the
0: colossal colossal titan, like the double colossal titan. The mega colossal titan, I think is that what you mean? I think that's the I canon do, I name do. for it. I,
1: I I've seen that on a couple of wikis. My my thinking is is Yelena's secretly a Titan. Um, you said Zeke's gonna stay naked, so we've yeah. got a Titan. We've got a Titan, Titan, and a naked, naked dude.
0: And then I would also say, based off of the fact that we saw a lot of the Cart Titan's pecs, I feel like mm. we're gonna see a lot more of the Cart Titan and their body parts. You know, we might get a mm. zoom in on their toes next episode. We might get a zoom in on their ears next episode. You never know. Mm.
1: I, th- I, I would not be surprised. Well, Pom, I think that's what we got. Next episode, we got a naked man. We got a new Titan, and we got uh,
0: the peak human physique. Listen, if you have any criticisms for us and our beliefs on Attack on Titan, we desperately want to hear it. We want to hear all things that you have to say that you disagree with us about, because maybe in the next episode, we'll talk about them and then uh, refute them. So we'll see how that goes.
1: If you have anything you want us to talk about in the next episode that we didn't cover in this episode... Let us know.
0: And you can do that by emailing us at attackmytitanpod at gmail.com.
1: In the meantime, catch up on some Attack on Titan. And hey,
0: be careful out there online. There's a lot of spoilers. But don't worry. There's not spoilers here. Just cool predictions and two guys.
1: Very, uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you then. Bye-bye.